Hallelujah. Isaiah 45. God gave me two sections, so I was seeking the Lord on which one to go with first. We will go with Isaiah 41, as the Spirit of the Lord wants us to, 45. So we're going to go with Isaiah 45. And then transition to when God wants us to. I don't know if it's today, it's going to be tomorrow. However the Lord leads, we will go. It's going to be between Isaiah 45 and Isaiah 60. We're going to start with Isaiah 45, as the Lord wants us to. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah 45, and I'm going to read from verse 1 onwards. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him and lose the armor of kings, to open before him the double doors so that the gates will not be shut. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, that you may know that I, the Lord, will call you by your name, am the God of Israel. For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, my elect, I've even called you by your name. I've named you, though you have not known me. I'm the Lord, and there is no other. There's no other God besides me. I will gird you, though you have not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun to its setting that there is none besides me. I'm the Lord, and there's no other. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create calamity. I, the Lord, do all these things. Rain down, you heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open, let them bring forth salvation, and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. Woe to him who strives with his maker. Let the potsherd strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him who forms it, What are you making? Or shall your handiwork say, He has no hands? Woe to him who says to his father, What are you begetting? Or to the woman, What have you brought forth? Thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his Maker. Ask me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hands. You command me. I have made the earth and created man on it. I, my hands, stretched out the heavens and all their hosts I have commanded. 
I have raised him up in righteousness and I will direct all his ways. He shall build my city and let my exiles go free. Not for price, nor reward, says the Lord of hosts. Thus says the Lord, the labor of Egypt and merchandise of Cush and of the Sabaeans, men of stature, shall come over to you and they shall be yours. They shall walk behind you. They shall come over in chains and they shall bow down to you. They will make supplication to you saying, Surely God is in you and there's no other. There's no other God. Truly you are God who hide yourself. O God of Israel, the Savior, they shall be ashamed and also disgraced, all of them. They shall go in confusion together who are makers of idols. But Israel shall be saved by the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You shall not be ashamed or disgraced forever and ever. For thus says the Lord who created the heavens, who was God, who formed the earth and made it, who has established it, who did not create it in vain, who formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is no other. I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I did not say to the seed of Jacob, Seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. Assemble yourselves and come. Draw near together, you who have escaped from the nations. They have no knowledge who carry the wood of their carved image. And pray to a God that cannot save. Tell and bring forth your case. Yes, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from ancient time? Who has told it from that time? Have I not? Have not I, the Lord? And there is no other God besides me. A just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. I have sworn by myself. The word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return that to me, and shall not return, that to me, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall take an oath. He shall say, surely in the Lord I have righteousness and strength. To him men shall come, and all shall be ashamed who are incensed against him. In the Lord all the descendants of Israel shall be justified and shall glory. Praise be to God. Isaiah 45 is a very beautiful verse, I mean chapter, with many powerful verses in it. But for tonight's meditation, I saw the Lord, I heard and I saw Isaiah 45, and that's why I knew God wanted me to go here. As we see here, there are certain things that God has for us. We're not going to go over the whole chapter, but there are specific things from this chapter that the Spirit of the Lord wants to give to us. And he wants to illuminate our understanding as to who God is and who we are. What is our purpose on earth? Why are we here? Why did God bring us here? Look at verse 1. Where God says, God has placed this man, Cyrus. God called Cyrus with a purpose. God called Cyrus with a specific call. God called Cyrus do a specific task. 
And in order for Cyrus to complete that specific task, God equips Cyrus and God gives the provision for Cyrus. God gives Cyrus everything he needed in order to fulfill the task. There's a prophecy that God is speaking to us for the month of June, where the call of God that God has called you with, the call of God that God has called you for, the call of God that God wants to place you in is coming to you during the season where the spirit of God through his word is bringing to you the purpose of God that God has for your life. Just as God had a purpose for Cyrus's life where God called him and God anointed him for a specific task. See, anointing is necessary for whatever God calls us to do. So, for example, if someone, God calls them to build, God will anoint them with a specific spirit to build his temple. God calls someone to do a specific thing, then God anoints them for that specific thing. It's like this, you know, we saw this in the life training school. If a police is called to do a police job and he's trained for that, then he's going to be given a police uniform and a gun and and a police car and whatever he needs. With that authority goes the uniform and the weapons and everything that goes with it. And he will have power in that area. A teacher or a principal who is called to do that job, who are trained in that area and who are placed there, are given authority over that school and they've given certain things, certain privileges and certain rights and responsibilities over another area. A doctor or a nurse, they're given certain rights and certain um, authority to do certain things. Uh, nobody can come and do what they're doing. A teacher can come and change an IV line over there. and Or a janitor can come and do that. Or another school principal can come and say, I'm going to do it. Or a mayor can come and do that. No. So whatever a person is called for, they've been given authority to do certain things. They're called for and they're trained and then they're given. So similarly, God, when he calls people for whatever job that he's calling for, whatever he's called them to do, he calls them and he gives them everything that he needs. And he anoints them. He gives them everything that he needs. and he stands by their side to make sure that the job gets done. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. If you're not sure of what God has called you to, it's important that you seek him to understand what God is calling you to do in your life. And it's important to give yourself over to the word of God so God can train you. Cyrus was in a place, already trained by God, placed over there, in a position where he can execute certain things and now God is anointing him you know he had his authority from the earth where he can execute certain things and now God is anointing him anointing Cyrus in order to execute what God wants him to execute through whatever means that he has anointed by God to execute what God wants wanted him to execute In your situation, God wants 
you to do certain things. God has called you to do certain things. God wants to anoint you and equip you to do certain things. Never think that you're not called. Every single person who comes to God, they come because they're called. We saw this on Sunday. Jesus came to Peter because Jesus was going to call Peter. He came to Peter and then he called Peter and he took his boat, asked him for his boat, and he used his boat so that Peter's faith can build. So from one place to another, there's a transition taking place in Peter's life. Just like that in Cyrus's life. Cyrus was given the training, all the training he needed in the earthly realm in order to execute the heavenly call. But he can't do it without the anointing of God. So this is where the word anointed, anointing comes to play. It is very important. Whatever God has called you to do, God will equip you and then God will anoint you. He will use your natural abilities and he will use the supernatural abilities. Just the natural abilities alone can't do the supernatural things that God wants to accomplish in and through your life. So in this season, God is calling you for something far glorious and more glorious that you have no idea of what God is calling you. Two, and from the place of where you are, God wants to move you to the place of anointing. God wants to move you from a place of natural abilities to the place of supernatural abilities, where the natural abilities given over to God combined with the supernatural abilities and will accomplish the will of God, the plan of God. So in order for you to accomplish the great work that God has for you. Understand that God has called you. God has called you with a significant purpose. God has called you with a significant plan. I want to repeat it. If you're taking notes, write this down. It's very important. God has called you with a significant purpose and a significant plan. He wants to do something big in your life. He wants you to do something big through Christ in the kingdom of God. There's no average Christian. There's no human being who is called of God, who is called to do average things. Because God is big, his plans are always big. Because he is supernatural, all those who say, Lord, I will partner with you are all called to do big things through this big God. If you're just called to do small things, you don't need God. And he's not going to call anyone to do small things because God's projects are big. Whatever God wants to do, they're always big. And so when God calls you to do something, he's calling you to do something big. And that call itself, when you think about it, it's a high privilege. God's call is very lofty. It's a high privilege. When we understand the call of God and we understand that such a big God is calling me to co-labor together with him, do something big in this world, this one life I have. He's calling me to do something big. And I can't do it without his anointing. God says over here, 
he's saying to his anointed, to Cyrus. Now, Cyrus was not a prophet. He didn't carry a prophetic anointing. But he carried the anointing to do what God wanted him to do as a king, as a ruler. Every work is different. Anointing varies from one call to another. Like I said, if you're a police, you're not going to get a teaching certificate. If you're a doctor, you're not going to get a police license. Whatever God has called you for, he will anoint you for that particular task, for that particular job. God has to call. God has to anoint. So when God calls, God will train, God will equip, God will anoint, and God will stand with you. See, it's not like God says, okay, I'm anointing you, and now because I'm anointing you, you're on your own. No. He stands by his people. He anoints them. His spirit is upon them, and he stands by them, making sure that they have everything that they need in this world from God to execute God's work on earth. See, we are all in this world. If we have to serve God, if we accomplish the will of God, we need earthly resources. In order to accomplish the will of God, we need supernatural power and we need earthly resources. How many of you will say that, well, I have the anointing of God, so I don't have to drive. I don't have to take public transportation. I don't have to drive. Everywhere I go, I have two wings and I just fly. Invisible wings or visible wings. We don't develop any of those things when we receive the anointing of God. The work that God is giving us to do is in this earth, while we are in this earth. But it's dealing with the principalities and powers and wicked rulers in high places with different kinds of spirits. And for that, you need his power because the powers of darkness uses people, uses things, uses objects. So in order to overcome them and to accomplish the will of God, we need heaven's power. That's where anointing comes to play. So the anointing of God is given by God to Cyrus to accomplish his great work. What was Cyrus called to do? To subdue nations before him and loose the armor of kings to open before him the double doors so that the gates will not be shut. The spirit of God who is working here, the anointing of God that is working in our church has been given by God to do specific things, which is to subdue the powers of darkness. and says nations, in the place of nations, we can place the demonic spirits that are over nations, that are over people, that are over tribes, that are over personalities, that are over culture, that are over all kinds of things. The anointing of God that God gives to those God calls is to subdue That means bring under, bring whatever is against God 
under God. Not by our power, we can't do it, but by the power of God. So God has called Cyrus to subdue nations. Now, how is God doing that? How was Cyrus able to do? Understand this anointing is authority and how God does that. Just like how we see in the Old Testament, there is also Old Testament, the life of Elisha. When the, when Elisha talks to this king and he tells him to strike the ground, he places his hand upon the king's hand when he's using his bow and arrow. Where the power of God touches the king's hand and his weapons. God says here, look to Cyrus, he says, whose right hand have I held or I have held. This is how God is causing that which is against Cyrus to be brought under Cyrus. How? At the hand of God is upon the hand of Cyrus. The sword of the Lord and the sword of Gideon. What's happening? Because God's hand is upon it. And it's God's weapon that God places in the hands of those God calls. All those whom God calls to do his work. So whatever work that God is calling you to do, it's important for you to understand that I have to be ready to hear what God is calling me for and give myself over to the training of God. Cyrus was prepared by God, remember. Cyrus was prepared by God, anointed by God, and then given everything that he needed in order to accomplish the will of God. So the prophecy for this month of June is, whatever you need to do whatever God has called you to do, has been provided by God and that that bank is there. Whatever you need in order to do the will of God is already given. There's a full storehouse that has all the supplies you need. But as you yield yourself to the working of the Holy Spirit and give yourself to the training of God Almighty, what God does, whatever you need from time to time in order to serve the Lord shall be given by God to you, which is from that resource you take it by faith by asking Him. You know, your parents might have a lot of stuff for you. Right? Especially kids. If you're a parent, we can talk with the kids. And if you're a kid, then you can think about your parents. Whatever it is, they, they buy stuff and they put it. How many of you know, when you were growing up, or if you have children now, or you're a child now, even for the very thing that they've bought and they've placed it, for certain things you have to go and ask them, can I have this? Mommy, can I have this? Daddy, you have to go and ask them. They have it. But you ask them. You can't take it without asking. And sometimes they'll say, after you do your homework is when you can have your snack. Or after you have your food, then you can have your snack. The snack is there. Whatever snack they have, that snack bag is there. They'll say, you can have this today. Or you can have like four or five snack bags there. And they'll say, you do this today, you get that. Tomorrow you do that, you get that. Or however the parent want to. 
train the child in order for the child to benefit whatever the child desires, which is good for the child. The parent gives it to them, not in an unruly manner, whenever you want to jump and just eat, you know, sit in the closet like a little monster. No. Discipline is there. When you should and when you shouldn't. When you need, you come and ask. When you ask, sometimes you're told to do certain things. Once you're done, you get it. That's a good parent. God is like that. When God is training us, remember the resources are there already. Whatever we need is already there. And God says, you do this. And he trains you. Then he gives you whatever you need. How many of you had pens and pencils when you were younger? But you were told by your teachers, you don't use your pen, you first use your pencil. You're not supposed to write in this page, in this paper, with your pen. You can only use your pencil. At the time, what does a child do? Or what's a child supposed to do? Only use the pencil. Not use the pen, no. Certain practices are good because it's good for handwriting. We can have a whole bunch of things, but you know what? Pen comes once you're trained with a pencil. God is like that. He has a whole storehouse full of stuff that he has for us. He has for each one of you. But as you give yourself over to the training of the Lord God Almighty, and you're faithful in doing and diligent in doing what God has told you to do, He'll give you what you need in time in order to fulfill your role in the kingdom of God, in order to fulfill your role in the kingdom of God. So I want to take you back to what the Spirit of the Lord spoke before. We're going to wrap it up for tonight as the Lord wants me to in a little while. God has called you just like how he called Cyrus. God has called you. God has called you with a unique call for a unique task. And God has all the resources you need in order to fulfill it. But you must go through the training that God has for you. And God has called you for what? To bring down whatever is opposing the work of God. To bring down whatever is opposing the work of God. To bring down whatever it is. It could be sickness, it could be death, it could be poverty, it could be bitterness, it could be curse, it could be whatever it is. God wants to bring all those things, subdue all those things in your life. But before that, you need to be someone who's trustworthy. God had to anoint Cyrus, even though he had the earthly abilities to execute certain things in the earthly realm. Do you know what? In order to accomplish what God had called him to, there's no way he could have accomplished it without God's anointing. So God anointed Cyrus in order to do what God had called him to do. And this is how he did it. This is what anointing is very important. He gives it power and he holds the hand of that person and he stands with them. So when... Gideon's hand was on that sword. It was God's hand upon Gideon's hand and it was a sword of the Lord that was in Gideon's hands, which was Gideon's sword as well. 
is how it is when the spirit of God works, even in our church, when the anointing of God is released, when the hand of the servant of God is raised towards the people, it's the hand of the Lord that touches the people. Because it's mixed together. God's hand is upon the hand of the servant of the Lord. When That's what anointing is. When that anointing is released, when the hand is stretched forth, whether it's with the computer or in the church services, the anointing of God is released because God's hand is there. That's what anointing is. Anointing is not, oh, I give you one thing and this just said you go do whatever you want to know. God stands with them to make sure that his work gets done. And the spirit of the Lord is there to administer healing, to administer deliverance. So whatever God has called you to. So at your workplace, God could have called you to do something. Wherever God has placed you, God has called you to do something. You know what? There are very um, set seasons and set places God will have. You conquer that, then God will move you to the next place. You conquer that, then God will move you to the next place. So where God has called you to, this is what the Spirit of the Lord is saying today, where God has called you to know that God has called you to be there during this season. And God wants to use you in that area to bring down the enemy. In that area, God has placed you as a light. And if you partner with God, God's hand will be with you. If you partner with God, God's hand will be with you. To give to you that which you need in order to execute the will of God where God has placed you. And just brings that to where is the mission field? Wherever God has placed you, that's your mission field. To whomever God wants you to minister, that's your mission field. You be faithful in that God will expand you. But you must be faithful in what God has given to you. We need to pass our ABCs, one, two, threes. Then we can go to cat, mat, bat. Once you finish that, then you'll have the and, it, all those words added in. Then you have upon, under. Then you have opposites. And you have nouns and pronouns and adjectives and verbs and all those things there. Step by step, step by step. God never brings complex grammar in your preschool days. No. But you know what? You need to learn the ABCs. God is speaking to you this hour. Learn the ABCs of the Holy Spirit. Learn the language of the Holy Spirit. Learn the ABCs of heaven. Learn the vocabulary of the kingdom of God. Learn the words of God Almighty. Just brings it to one word. Faith. Faith in God. Faith in His Word. Faith in God and faith in His Word. That brings us to something very important, which is, when you have faith in God and faith in His Word, you know what you become? You become a doer, of the word. Those who become a doer of the word will be called of God to do greater things for God Almighty. God saw something in Cyrus out of all the kings. 
And God said, I'm going to anoint you. We need to have faith and we need to be faithful. We need to have faith in God and faith in his word. We need to be faithful to God and be faithful to his word. If you can do these things, which may sound very simple and it is, but it takes diligence, it takes practice, it takes being careful to watch and to make sure you get it done. Then God says to such people, an increase is coming. So when you make use of what God has given and you're faithful to God, God will increase you and make you useful to a greater area. So this brings us down to this question. What are you doing with what God has given to you? Have you given yourself into the hands of the Lord so that God can train you into what God wants you to become? I want to close with this thought that the Holy Spirit wants to. Which is just like how God called Cyrus. God has called you. Do you realize the call of God? Today's word from the Lord is to make you realize, wake you up to the glory that God has for you. Is to wake you up to the greatness that God has for you. To wake you up for this big job that God has for you. Wake you up to this honorable work of God that God has for you, where God has placed you. Do you realize that God has called you? Wherever you are, do you realize God has called you and God has placed you where you are, just like how God has called Cyrus, God has called you? Do you realize that God has called you? God has called you. If you understand the calling of God, if your eyes open up to the purpose of God, where God has placed you, if your eyes open up to the will of God, why God has placed me here, the big picture and the big plan of God that God wants you to be a part of. God is calling you for that. If you understand that, then you will give yourself this training that God will train you to make you into this person who can become a part of God's big plan. So in order to be trained, you need to be someone who has faith in God, faith in his word. Be faithful to God and faithful to his word. If you train yourself in this area, then God will give you everything you need, which is anointing from heaven, supernatural ability to do what God has called you to do, and all the resources from earth in order to do everything that God has called you to do. And the end will be, you would have accomplished the big job, the big task that God has called you to. At the end of my life, I want to be at a place of great satisfaction that I've done the will of God. The big job that God has for me, I should be able to look at God and say, Lord, 
I've done all that you told me to. With all that you've given to me. Because for all that God has called me for, he has this big storehouse that has everything I need in order to get his job done. Same goes for you. Whatever you need in order to get his job done, it's already there. But as you prove yourself faithful, whenever you need something, you go and ask God, he says, yes, you do this, I'm going to give this to you. And there will come a time where God will see that you're so faithful. He'll say, you can get it whenever you want to. There's a growth in faith. There's a growth in faithfulness that God sees and he looks for. He expects those who meet that expectation will be given greater power, greater resources, greater giftings, so they can become of greater use to the kingdom of God. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for your word that you've given during this time, during this season. Lord, you're doing something big. You're doing something big. Hallelujah. You're doing something new and you're doing something big. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're doing something special. Hallelujah. You want us to be a part of your great work, your big jobs for us to do, your important jobs for us to do. And you want us to be people who will be full of faith and be fully faithful to you. So I pray that you'll bless your people today. That the words you're given to them, O oh Lord, may it do a deep work in their lives, O oh Lord. Prepare them as they prepare themselves to enter into this month of June where you're going to do amazing things. You're going to do great and mighty things for you are an awesome God. Thank you, Lord, for your promise. Thank you for what you have spoken and thank you for what you will do. Lord, we just fall at your feet and we worship you for all the great and glorious things you have in store for your people. Lord, your call itself is beyond our comprehension and then training us for it and giving us all, all that we need in order to fulfill that work. It's overwhelming, Lord, in a good way. It is beyond our understanding our little minds can't fathom the glory of god and the grand plans of god yet when our minds are yielded to the mind of christ when our minds are given over to the mind of christ we can so clearly understand god's plan we're just in awe of you jesus thank you father so bless you people Make them partners, a part of your great plan. 
as you've called each one of them, Lord, all of them who are here, you've called them for something far greater that they've no idea of now. But I pray may they search your truths. May they be truth seekers and truth lovers. Let there be no guile in anyone. Let there be no envy in anyone. Let there be no lying in anyone. Let there be no deceit in anyone. Let there be no unbelief in anyone. I pray. May your people be full of faith and full of faithfulness to the Most High God. May they have faith in you and have faith in your word. May they be faithful to you and faithful to your word. They're all the same. So I ask you, Lord, that you'll bless your people. Continue to cover them with your precious blood. Thank you for each and every testimony we heard this night. Thank you for your word that you've given to us from heaven. Let it nourish them, my Father. During this season, this glorious season of your goodness, may we seek you all the more. Delight in you all the more. Become a source of blessing to you and to multitudes, Father. With this blessing and bless your people with. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for calling this Cyrus, Lord, in a marvelous way to emancipate, Lord, to release multitudes of your people and to help them, Lord, encourage them, support them in the rebuilding of the temple. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for calling us to release, set at liberty the captive souls and to restore many people back to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the great big job, Lord, in many spheres, many different ways. Lord, we are standing at the brink of your master plan for each of our lives. Help us not to refuse it, not to be distracted, not to lose it, but to go fully, hand in hand with you, that your hand may be upon us and with us. Your anointing may be given, Lord that the growth will be there, spiritual growth. Help us not to let anyone take our crown, not to let the enemy steal the will of God for our lives. Lord, so many people are in the graves. Millions of people are in the graves in every generation, in every nation, every age, every physical complexion, every kind of social status. They have missed the will of God. They have forfeited the will of God. You had great things for every human being, Lord. And you have it still. Help us to be the people that will follow Jesus all the way. Have faith in what you said. We will believe, we will believe your report and be faithful to you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you for the word that comes to greatly comfort us, edify and encourage us, exhort us to pursue you, Lord, while there's time. And to look forward to a grand celebration when you say, I'm well pleased with you. You did what I told you to do. 
come into my joy forever. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus.